Well, the Guinea Cork or Milamaki or Sutton Firkin Fortuchen is privileged Venchan Agus Mahanhin is a son of Anne Kayla Sidin is it a tortiostolo, Mira Buikus, minister, members of the Rotus, of all members of the Hini family in more than one generation. May I say what a great privilege it is to be here. I've had the opportunity of looking at the exhibition slowly yesterday, uh, which was a great advantage, and I'm grateful to the National Library staff for that. This exhibition gives us an opportunity to celebrate what is a great legacy. For here, through Seamus's manuscripts, annotations, and unpublished works, we see what Catherine Heaney described recently as the life cycle of some of Seamus's poems. We are receiving a privileged view of the demands that producing a poem places on the author, the constant amending and revising necessary, as was the case with Seamus Heaney, as a gifted writer transformed words into what would become masterpieces. The finished poem, as poets know, is never finished, for it lives again in every reading, and it emerges through a process of distillation. There is never anything redundant. It is in a space between intellect and intimacy that the poetic craft is conducted. And from their their regular beat and irregular fall on the anvil of the words, the words are tested and the poem might emerge in what is a never-finished shape. It should be recognised, however, maybe more than it is, that beyond the poetic instinct, before the poetic instinct, there is the preparation for a life of crafting that involves reading, comparison, incorporation of method and disciplined line, and selection from a universe of themes that bother, informed by lived life and imagination. And this exhibition shows all of this complexity, the importance of the grounding in classical themes that Seamus Heaney had, the discipline required to be able to draw on a comparative knowledge of myth, facility with the rigours of method, and then all of that is preparatory work, and then what gives the genius flight, flight beyond all of which, all of which informed the 12 volumes of poetry that are the centre of this exhibition. The formation of the poet to which I allude is also evidenced, I strongly suggest, in the critical essays of Seamus Heaney. They are of immense value for scholars who will come here, making a bridge as they do from the inherited achievements of literary scholarship to new critical readings to the introduction and recognition of poetic work and themes from all of the continents. In all of this work by Shemesini, new soil has been turned, and the essays are really the ground prepared for the sowing of ripened seeds for a new season. In both poems and essays, there is the echo of that most fundamental contradiction of finite life, that fundamental contradiction of life that is finite and imagination that is infinite. 
And it is the success of Shemesini that he has to make some solve the contradiction because the work will become infinite in terms of the access that future generations will have to it. The huge respect that Seamus had for nature's capacity for renewal and healing that resolved that contradiction that I mentioned, that encouraged his use of words and his attempts at unravelling their meaning and impact to seek a poetic resolution of that contradiction. The insufficiency of the word, the word in its attempt to be complete. In Seamus Heaney's poetry, critical essays, and delivered lectures, because I have met so many people who spoke of what a good and generous teacher he, he was. We identify sources for a legacy of work that will bloom again and again in different settings and different circumstances. All of the work offers glimpses of the rare beauty that a superb poet caught in achieving a symmetry of the life, the lifetime, and the world. As Seamus himself once put it, Every now and again you write a poem that gives you self-respect and steadies your going a little bit farther out in the stream. At the same time, you have to conjure the next stepping stone because the stream, we hope, keeps flowing. Poetry never trades in certainties and indeed our future Nobel laureate produced his first work under the pseudonym Inchertus, meaning uncertain. It was an uncertainty that gave birth to an outstanding body of work by a poet and critic and teacher who will go down in history as one of the greatest writing talents of the 20th century. It was also an uncertainty that brought with it an extraordinary humility that saw Seamus inspire as much of an affection as awe in his native Ireland. When he left us so suddenly in the summer of 2013, the genuine sorrow of his passing which extended far beyond the literary world and even his friendships, brought Croke Park to its feet in homage. This was a remarkable tribute to a man who wore the cloak of international recognition as poet and scholar lightly and whose empathy, concern and generosity had been revealed again and again in a diversity of settings, meetings, encounters and above all in friendships. So we're very fortunate that Seamus greatly desired that his literary archive would remain here in Ireland. It is moving and poignant, as you have heard, to reflect on the fact that it was Seamus himself, assisted by his son, who transported that rich, and valuable and profoundly important archive to the National Library in his own car. Some weeks ago I had the great pleasure of visiting the Seamus Heaney home place in Belay. I have to say it was a deeply moving experience. And there is a grandeur in the humanity that I encountered in Belahi that stays with me. I spoke on that occasion of how that place of reimagination and regeneration echoed with the spirit of Seamus, the photographs, the books, the notes and personal artefacts, adding so much texture to our treasured memory of the man and the poet. Seamus once said that the gift of writing is to be self-forgetful, to get a surge of inner life, or inner supply, or unexpected sense of empowerment, to be afloat, to be out of yourself. It was that soaring above the everyday, that creation of sceneries and landscapes of new truths and heightened awareness that makes the title of this exhibition, Listen Now Again.
So apt. Indeed it is so apt, but I repeat again, the preparation for the gift of that moment is something that must never be underestimated. That title is a title that comes from the final line of Seamus's poem, The Rainstick, and one that speaks of his appreciation as source of light and hope in the exceptional transformative capacity of wonder, of recognition of the hidden extraordinary in the familiar, urges us to hear the music that we never would have known to listen for, and enables us to experience our world in new and often illuminating ways, continuing to offer fragile hope. The exhibition has been described as a, a, an immersive and intimate experience, and there can be no doubt that it is a remarkable and valuable portrait into the world of Shemisini, his family, and the influences that were to shape and craft some of the greatest poems of 20th century Ireland. And as we travel across the room, we're forced to view Seamus' words through different prisms and from alternate angles, constantly seeing the new and the old, the unfamiliar and the familiar. We're also invited into the quiet and profound spaces and intimacies that define Seamus, the man so many of us had the pleasure of knowing. Seamus who placed a huge value on friendship as the carefully designed Christmas cards to an ever-expanding list of friends at Chess, who wrote in his diary of the everyday events of family life, who kept for decades a crayon drawing by a long-ago pupil to whom he told wonderful stories. This has been a most sensitively created and beautifully designed exhibition, one that allows us to experience the world of Seamus in all its richness. The farmer's son, the Belahi native, the emerging poet, the recognised poet, the great poet, the well-loved teacher, the Nobel laureate, the good friend, the husband and father, the unassuming yet multifaceted man, and to witness them come together to create the poetic genius that was Seamus Heaney. And even in the great portrait as we come in, there is something that they would say always in the country. The great openness of his face that reflected the generosity of his heart that masked the genius of his skill as a poet. So may I commend all those who have brought together this remarkable event, for it is truly remarkable and will be ever so remarkable for those who will come and meet his legacy again and again. And I would like to commend the vision of the partners in this exhibition, the National Library of Ireland, Bank of Ireland, the Department of Culture, Heritage and the Gildert, Dr Sandra Collins, indeed particularly Professor Geraldine Higgins, and then Catherine McSharry, all of whom have contributed so much expertise, hard work and imagination to the design and content of the exhibition. But may I, above all, say, I am so pleased to have said these words, in the company of Mary and Michael and Christopher and Catherine Ann, who continue to share, and Seamus's brother, who continue to share the legacy of Seamus so generously with his many readers, admirers and friends here in Ireland and across the world. Mila Buikas is Barbana. Thank you.